Welcome to the FFGF Podcast. We are located in Fredericksburg, Virginia, and our mission is for you to know God and make Him known. We pray this message blesses you today. If you'd like more information about our ministry or how you can partner with us, please go to fredfulgospel.com. Thanks for listening. I just want to wish all the moms a a happy Mother's Day and those that are watching online or on live. And while I was sitting, we were worshiping the Lord. The Lord put in my heart that I should, we should all pray for those that are watching live that have needs and couldn't, perhaps some of them couldn't be here because of a physical need or something. The Lord just put, and I've never had that happen before. I've never done this before, but I feel that we should pray for those that are watching online right now, or alive, I guess. Lord, we just thank you for this special time that we can gather together in your name. And Lord, we pray for all those that are watching, Lord, on the live showing. Lord, we just pray in Jesus' name that you will touch everyone. Lord, we speak healing into bodies. In the name of Jesus, rise up out of that sickness. By your stripes, we were healed. Himself took our infirmities. Lord, we thank you that there's power in your name. We've been singing about that. We read it in your word. At the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, every sickness, every pain. Lord, we pray for every everyone that is watching, Lord, in the live uh, recording. Lord, we just pray that you will touch them and heal them and speak to their hearts. Lord, let many be healed in Jesus' name. We give you all the glory and all the praise. We thank you, Lord. You're a miracle worker. Hallelujah. And we believe it, Lord. We thank you in Jesus' name. Rise up out of that sickness. Be healed in the name of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. Well, the Lord is so good. Amen. Now, I have something I'm going to share, and it's Mother's Day, right? But it isn't just for mothers. I want to include mothers, grandmothers, and then also I call mothers of Israel. That means those of you that are single and love the Lord, and you know, you give your life to help others, and you're a mother too. So we, and then also, you know, I don't want to leave anybody out. The Lord gave me something that will fit for every one of us. And I, t- I was praying, and the Lord just downloaded it. And I'm not going to tell you what it is until I get to that part. So, <laughs> But it's something that God's going to do for all of us. Hallelujah. I'm excited what Jesus is doing in our lives at this time. The world is getting darker, but the light and brightness of Christ is getting brighter. And you know what's happening? When that brightness gets around darkness, guess what happens? The darkness has to go. Praise the Lord. And so Jesus wants us to be filled with his light light. Okay, I want to read just something. Mother is a very important role that the Lord gives to many women. I want to read a verse that's found in Titus chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. It says this, that they may teach the young women to be sober, to love their husbands, to love their children, it's very interesting in the Word of God that it tells us that the older one, women are to help the younger and to teach them, to encourage them to love their children. Don't ever say, I can't stand my children, when they're bad or when they're good. You know what? God wants to give us a real love, doesn't he? 
for our children. Not just a normal love, but a godly love. God imparts that into a mother. And he wants us to love like he loves. And so they're encouraged here that, that moms are to love their children. And then it says to be discreet, chaste, or pure, keep, keepers at home, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God be not blasphemed. So we see here the word of God gives us just some practical things for homes. And then there's a verse that I love so very much, and I want us to turn to that or look at it. It's found in Psalm 127. And in verses three through five, it says this. Lo, children are an heritage of the Lord, and the fruit of the womb is his reward. That word heritage, it means gift. Children are a gift of the Lord. Now, when you're given a gift, that's something special, right? You treasure it, you take care of it, you hold on to it. And the Bible tells us that when God gives you a child, that's a gift from the Lord. And God gives us some teaching in his word of how to take care of what to do with that gift. And how important it is that we see how God looks at it and how we're to love our children and we're to realize that they're a gift from God. And then it speaks in those other verses about uh, as arrows are in the hand of a mighty man. Now you can have a bow and if you don't have arrows, it doesn't do any good. It says, so are children of the youth. And so God, oh, it doesn't say children that are adults. It says of the youth. That's the young ones. You know, they keep you running, they keep you going, right? They're a blessing, they're a gift from God. Take care of that gift. Happy is the man that has his quiver full of them. Oh my, so if you have more than one, two, 12, whatever you have. Twelve. <laughs> yes, 12. <laughs> they shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. And so the Lord wants us to realize the, the great gift that you have in having a child that's given to you. Each one is a unique gift from the Lord. Now there's several things that are commanded of of Christian mothers in God's word. And I want us just to look at a, a couple scriptures here, here. And one of them is found in Deuteronomy chapter six. And I want us to look at that. Deuteronomy chapter six. And it says this in verse five. And thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy might. And thou shalt teach them diligently unto thy children. And shalt talk of them when thou sittest in thine house, when thou walkest by the way, and when thou liest down, and when thou risest up. So we see here the Lord gives us a great command. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, soul, mind, and will. You know, he, knowing what the Bible says is not enough. But God wants us to take his word and to pray over it. And to have that, when we have that time alone with him, to begin to pray, Lord, fill me with love for you. Cause me to love you with all my heart, soul, mind, and will. And then as we get filled with the love of God, we see here, then it tells us in the word, it says, and these words which I command thee this day shall be in thine heart. 
So that's interesting. It's not to be in our head. It says, these words I command should be in your heart. It should be part of your life. Loving Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. That's why we were made. We were made to know him, to live in him, to walk in his love. And then it tells us as we have that experience, as God comes to us and fills us with love for him, it says now it says you're to teach diligently your children and talk to them about God and the ways of God. And it tells you when to do it. Is it once a day? Looks to me like it's all through the day. <laughs> when thou sittest in the house, when you're walking by the way, when you're lying down, and when you rise up, you're to be teaching and to be telling your children of the love of God and of the ways of God, instructing them. And oh, how vital that is. And also in Deuteronomy chapter 4, it says this in verse 5. I wanted to read that. It says, Behold, I have taught you statutes and judgments, even as the Lord my God commanded me, that ye should do so in the land, whether ye go to possess it. Keep therefore and do them, for this is your wisdom and your understanding in the sight of the nations. Wow. When the Israel was told to go and conquer the land that God had promised them, they were told to keep what God had given them as they went into that land. Keep, therefore, and do them, for this is your wisdom. You know, you want wisdom? You want to know what to do? Serve God with all your heart. Put Jesus first in your life, in your home. It says, in the sight of the nations, God wanted the nations to serve him, which shall hear all these statutes and say, surely this great nation is a wise and understanding people. If we want to become a great nation, we need people that will serve God, that will not be afraid to lift up his name, that will teach their children and their family and those around them the ways of God. Oh, how vital it is. For what nation is there so great who hath God so nigh unto them as the Lord our God is in all things that we call upon him for. And what nation is there so great that has statutes and judgments so righteous as all this law which I set before you this day? And then verse 9, it says this, Only take heed to thyself and keep thy soul diligently. To become a nation that is godly takes people like you and I that will take heed to the word of God and keep the statutes and the word that he's given us diligently. Lest thou forget the things which thine eyes have seen and lest they depart from thy heart all the days of thy life. But it says, but teach them thy sons and thy sons' sons. Wow. So the Bible tells us we're not just to be examples ourselves and be lights in this world, but we're also called to be teachers. We're to teach our children. We're to teach those that God uh, puts before us, maybe someone that you've led to the Lord, not just to leave them to themselves, but it's our job to train and to teach that God will cause our children to develop skills and, and a heart for the Lord. There's another verse that we're familiar with, and that's found in Proverbs 22.6. 
It says this, train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he won't depart from it. Now maybe you've had a son or a daughter that you've trained for the Lord and they've gotten older and maybe they've turned from the Lord. But you can claim and pray and believe. If you've instilled that word of God in their hearts, you can believe that God will cause that child, that one, to serve the Lord with all their hearts, that they will turn to the Lord. It's so vital that we teach and train. You know, one thing that kids don't like is to be told. Now, how many of you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> if you're a parent, you understand it. If you're not a parent and you're on the other side, you've experienced it. Okay. It's human nature. But you know, God has put parents, a mom and a dad, over children Amen. for a purpose Amen. to teach them, to train them, to teach them the fear of God. There's a verse that I want to read. My dad used to quote this before we got in trouble. Proverbs 9, there was nine of us. I came from a large family, and so uh, you had to have some kind of organization going on or you'd be in big trouble with that many in the house. And so we had a lot of rules. Of course, we didn't always keep the rules, but uh, if we didn't, we, 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 here's one of the verses. Oh. <laughs> My dad used to, he had, this is, I'm just going to read one of them. He had a bunch of other ones. Okay, Proverbs 19, 18. Chasten thy son while there is hope. Let not thy soul spare for his crying. Oh, boy. How many times have you gone to your child, tried to correct them, and all of a sudden they break out in tears and they're falling apart? You know that's a plan. You know what they're doing, don't you? <laughs> They're trying to keep you from straightening them out. And they're trying to disarm you. And how strong are you? Then that's when you got to remember the verses in the Bible that says, uh, you know, train up a child in the way that he is going. And, and, you know, spare the rod and spoil the child. And, you know, these other verses uh, before we got, I don't know, nowadays they don't like to spank. But we got spanked when we were kids. <laughs> Oh, boy, and my dad used to quote all the verses before we got it. <laughs> I didn't get it much because I tried to obey, but one time, I remember, he chased me with a little paddle all the way. <laughs> I ran pretty fast. <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> Praise the Lord. You know, you don't forget it. And you know what? Parents correct their children. Why? Because he used to tell us, because I love you. If I didn't care about you, I'd just let you do whatever you wanted to do. But he said, you know, I love you, and that's why I'm going to tell you, you know, this is not right. You can't do this. Or this is what you need to do to train and correct and discipline. And, you know, we're in a world where they, you know, they don't like you to discipline your children. Chasten thy son, that means daughter too, while there's hope. And my dad would tell us, there's hope. And so he would, you know, and I, <laughs> I had one, my youngest brother, I hope he's not listening. <laughs> he just, I think we all spoiled him. I know we did, you know, and um, he just 
gave my mom and dad a hard time, he would just live on the edge. All, when he was little, always doing things. You know, he, you were supposed to tell where you are going. Be, back then, you could ride your bicycle and go be with your friends, right? He wouldn't tell my parents where he was going. and he didn't, My parents would kind of have to figure it out and look for his bicycle in the, in the front yard of one of his friends. And he just was always doing what he wasn't supposed to do. And uh, it wasn't real bad, but it was just bad enough to make it hard for my parents. <laughs> and I remember my dad used to say, I'm going to spank you before the day starts so you'll be good. <laughs> and I'll never forget that. But you know what? We were all so different. But you know what? My mom and dad loved us. And you know something else that my parents did is they prayed so much for us. Every one of my brothers and sisters is saved, and, and half of them are in ministry. And my mother did pray. She said, Lord, won't you put some of my children in ministry? She asked the Lord to do that, and God heard her prayer and did that. And uh, all of them are serving in the Lord, serving the Lord, some full-time and some just very active in the church, serving God, strong Christians, every one of them. And you know what? Your prayers follow a person. There's nothing like a mom's prayer. And I gotta include dads too. You know, it's not Father's Day, but I wanna include them too. Pray, pray for your children. My dad and mom prayed for us. I thank God. And you don't appreciate it until you get older. Then you realize how valuable it was, how you were kept from things. I remember one time, I was a little older then, and I, um, I probably was about 17. We were, my brother and I, and. Uh, his wife, we were going to take a trip to uh, be in some special meetings, and they always prayed for us before we left, and we're getting ready to leave, and my dad said, I just sense that, you know, a tragedy's going to happen. I just, my mom, you know, she says, don't tell them that, pray. <laughs> and so that's what they did. They prayed for us that God would protect us. And little did we know that the lugs on one of those wheels of that uh, van that we were in was loose. And I just felt like we were just being kept and held by, you know, God's protection. I didn't understand it. But on the way home, my brother said, something tells me I should check the lugs of the wheels. And he checked three of them. They were fine. And he was not going to check the fourth one. And something said, check it. And they were all loose. And God had protected us. And so you don't know sometimes when God's hand, because of prayer, is protecting you from some disaster. You know, we think that, oh, you know, uh, um, we don't understand sometimes when things happen, but it could be something a lot worse, and God's hearing our prayers. And so it's so, it's so vital to pray and to be teaching our children to pray teaching them the fear of God, not being afraid to discipline our children, not be afraid to tell them no, not be afraid to tell them, hey, you need to do this. If they yell and scream and kick, don't pay attention to it. Tell them anyway. I remember things that my parents taught me, and I didn't kick and scream, but sometimes I didn't like it. I didn't tell them. <laughs> but you know what? I never forgot it to this day. Many things have stuck with me that they taught me. The ways of God, the word of God, they got scripture into us, made us memorize. If you have little ones, get your boys and girls to memorize scripture. That will keep them in good stead. That will keep them and guide them and stay with them all the days of their lives. I wanted to mention this. Um, Billy Graham said something, and he said this. 
There can be no great men and women without great mothers. And Abraham Lincoln said this, all that I am or hope to be, I owe to my angel mother. (laughs) A mother must live a life in the fruit of the spirit. Of course, we know to really live that kind of life, having the fruit of the spirit in your life, we have to first accept Jesus into our heart and then we need to become a lover of Jesus. And that's what I want to talk a little bit about this morning. If you have your Bibles, if you turn to Galatians chapter 5, and I wanted to read some scriptures. God wants us to learn to walk in the Spirit. That's the call for moms, dads, children, all of us. The Bible says, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We're born into this world with sin in our hearts. We have a sinful nature. We automatically walk, the Bible calls it, in the flesh, in the natural. You don't have to try to do it. You don't have to try uh, to get mad or uh, lie or do things you shouldn't. It's just in your nature. Everyone has the ability and the capability of sinning because we have a sinful nature. But Jesus came to set us free, to give us that liberty, that freedom in him. And I want to read this verse in Galatians 5.13. For brethren, ye have been called unto liberty, liberty, only use not liberty for an occasion to the flesh, but by love serve one another. So Jesus said, I've come to set you free. I've come to liberate you. And our idea in the world is being liberated is, come on, we're free, let's do what we want to do. But that's not what the Bible says liberty is. Liberty is saying getting set free from sin and coming and letting Jesus Christ rule and reign in your life. That's what God's plan, hallelujah, is for every one of us, is to live a spirit-filled life. And we're going to read these scriptures, and it's going to tell you what the works of the flesh are and what the working of the Holy Spirit is. And God wants to work his spirit into our lives. He wants to change us. He wants to make us like himself. And so he says he's called us unto liberty. And not to serve ourselves, do what we want, but by love serve one another. Might even mentions in this verse that being set free is thinking about somebody else, not myself. For all the law is fulfilled in one word, even in this, Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one another. This I say then, walk in the spirit. Now that's the word that the Lord gave me. Tell my people I want them to walk in my spirit. Oh, hallelujah. Now, when God gives something, I believe God imparts and will give strength and help to do that in a greater way. He wants us in our everyday life, areas perhaps that you stumble or kind of don't do so well. He says, I'm going to help you to walk in the spirit, to walk in my presence, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusteth against the spirit. And the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other. So that you cannot do the things that you would. The flesh and the spirit are two different things. You can't have one or the other. you got to have one. One or the other. You can't have both. 
But if ye be led of the Spirit, ye are not under the law. So God's saying he wants to lead us and guide us. He wants our lives to be under his presence, under his control, where we give ourselves, we surrender our all to him, and we say, God, you get your will done in my life. Now, you know, there's... I've, if you know me very well, you're going to find, I'm going to probably say this sometime to you personally, when I speak publicly, or sometime, because I found it so vital, is praying over the will of God over in your life. The Bible tells us that we're to pray, not my will, but thine be done. We're not called just to try to be a good Christian try to do the best we can and, and follow the Bible the best we can. That's not what it's all about. Jesus has called you to be a lover of him. He's called you to let go of your old life, your old nature, and he wants you to enter into a life where Jesus rules and reigns. And you don't get there just by wanting it. You get there by a desire, and then you gotta start praying. Then you gotta start walking in it. Hallelujah, and you're gonna find that it's powerful. It's mighty, knowing Jesus, hallelujah. When you sing that name, at the name of Jesus, demons, flee. You don't just sing about that. You start experiencing it because you've got that Christ within you. Hallelujah. The hope of glory. Jesus has called you to be spirit filled, Holy Ghost filled, walking in the fruit and the life of God. And it's not just for certain people. It's for everyone. Jesus, when he died on the cross, he said, I'm going to go away, but I'm going to send the comforter, the Holy Spirit. I'm going to give you my life. I'm going to set you free from the flesh, the world, and the devil, and I'm going to come and abide in you. Hallelujah. That's the life for every Christian. It doesn't matter what denomination you want to call yourself. God says in his word that he wants it for every person. He wants every one of us to live and walk in him. Oh, what a wonderful life. I tell you, it gets better all the time. I hope I live to be an old age. Because you know what? It keeps getting better. <laughs> I'm not ready to cross over yet. I want to live a long... Someone told me you're only supposed to live to 70. I said, someone else told me 120. I think the Bible says 120. Isn't that right? <laughs> well, I don't know. We had Brother Page here. He was claiming 120. I don't know. He almost made 100. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But you know what? We don't know what our, exactly how long we're going to be here, but we don't want to waste our time. Life is short. My dad used to tell me it's that. We're just kids, right? I never forgot it. He says, life is short. It's like a vapor. It's here and it's gone. Make your life count for yes, God. Lord. Take advantage of the opportunities. Get into the house of God. Read your Bible. Train your children, your grandchildren. And if you're not married, you train those that God puts around you. I was single until I was in my 30s. And you know what? God gave me many children to pour into. I poured into them like they were my own blood. That God would come to them. Would God would reveal himself to them. And then God gave me one but you know what? I feel like I still have many and I'm pouring in. I'm believing God and God wants us all as a team here to believe that Jesus will come to us in a mighty way and victories will be won. People set free from things. Maybe you have anger or there's things in your life that you battle with, workings of the flesh. Jesus died to set us free. We don't have to put up with these things. He wants us to give it to him and pray, Lord, let your kingdom come let 
your will be done in my life as it is in heaven. Get praying over the word of God. Get praying over the will of God. It's just not knowing where to live, who to marry, and what to do. It's for God's will spiritually in your life too. He's got a plan. He wants to bring you up to another level. Hallelujah. Where it's Jesus. More of him in your life. Oh, glory to God. And your home will get sweeter and better even though you got problems. Isn't that great? <laughs> you'll have that crying child, but you'll look at them and in your heart you'll say, I love them. And then you'll correct them and you'll keep going on. You're praying for them and you see the victory sign over them. Even if you don't see it right away, you're praying and you're believing and God will do it every time because he paid the price. He won the victory already and it's our job to stand. We've got to fight the fight of faith. What about the children of Israel? They were promised the promised land, Canaan land. But there's all these giants there. I mean, and it looked impossible. What were they going to do? God said, do what I tell you to do. You march in and you're going to, these enemies are going to be defeated. They drove out the enemies and God gave them the land. God wants you to drive out the enemy. Hallelujah. By your faith and your obedience. So don't think it's a bad thing if you're going through a trial, having to pray for somebody and fight the fight of faith. God's called us to fight that fight of faith to stand and believe for victories. Praise the Lord. So verse 16 says, I say, then walk in the spirit and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Okay, for the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if ye be led of the spirit, ye are not under the law. Now, the works of the flesh are manifest are these. Now, you know, you think, okay, what is walking in the flesh? The Bible just makes it real clear. Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance. You know what variance is? I'll tell you what variance is. I see it sometimes. Yeah, somebody that comes to you and say, I don't like this. And so you get the thing fixed. And they say, I don't like this. I go, wait a minute, the thing is fixed. How come you don't like it? They just have a disagreeable spirit. And you go, wait a minute, that's not right. And so that thing needs to be dealt with. You know, we shouldn't know that's a working of the flesh. Just, just wanting to be uh, uh, disagreeable. Just wanting to give somebody a hard time. God doesn't want us to get on that, to give in to that working of the flesh. What is the opposite? We need to be filled with that love of God. Emulate... Um, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, that's rebellion, heresies, envings, murders, drunkenness, revelings, having big parties, and such like. <laughs> that doesn't mean, uh, that means drinking parties, right? Where you get real wild. Okay, you know what kind of party that is, right? Okay. <laughs> we can have a Holy Ghost party, though. <laughs> okay all right which I tell you before as I've also told you in time past that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God some people don't like that when they read that how come if you do that you can't inherit the kingdom of God you know why you can't because the flesh you just read it in the verses prior the flesh and the spirit you can't have both at the same time if you yield to one the other's got to go 
And so if you're yielding to the flesh, guess what's happening? The flesh is taking over and you're letting the enemy in and you're going to be a miserable person and you're going to wake up to the fact, hey, wait a minute, I'm not doing something right. What is it? And you know what? We need to turn from the workings of the flesh. And then it tells us we need to be filled with the spirit. It says the flesh can't, the Bible says the kingdom of God is within you. So how can you enter into the kingdom if you're living in the flesh? You've you got to have the kingdom of God within you now to enter into the kingdom. Okay, so it says this. But the fruit of the Spirit, now here we go. This is what you need. All right, we don't want all that other stuff, right? But this is how, what you do. You've got to replace it. You've got to get rid of that. And you say, Lord, but the fruit of the Spirit... Being spirit-filled is having love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Guess what? If you walk in the spirit, you don't need any law because you know what? You're going to find yourself obeying the law because that really is what the law is for, is to help you, to guide you, to walk the way you should. And so we need to pray. Lord, fill me with your love. Have you ever prayed over the love of God? Have you ever taken time to do that? Lord, fill me with your love. Love that suffereth long and is kind. Love that envieth not. And you know what? I'll tell you a little secret. You can pray over it. You don't necessarily feel any great things happening. It's just like when you study for a test, you know, you study and you wonder if it's going in that head or not. And you study and study, and then the test comes, and you think, oh, I know that, I know that. But it's different in the spirit. When you pray for the love of God, you're going to find when you're in situations where before you maybe you'd get angry, you'd get upset, you couldn't love, you found yourself having to forgive because it's just hard. When you start praying to be filled with the love of God, God will do something in your life that you'll be in situations you're going to find yourself loving and loving welling up within you because you're praying to be filled with love, the fruit of the Spirit, joy. The Bible speaks about unspeakable joy, joy that's beyond the natural, that's not contingent on things working my way to give me joy. Joy comes from Jesus walking in his presence. Peace. The Bible says, let the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. That's a, fruit, that's a fruit of the Spirit, having peace. So if you're out of peace, that means you're walking in the flesh. Uh-oh. <laughs> but you know what? If that thing comes on you, it's not wrong. It's when you yield to it and sit in it. That's what's wrong. You know, that anxiety comes against you or that um, fear or that doubt you know, those things are going to come against us, but it's what you do with it. If you sit in fear and dwell on it, I'm afraid of this, I don't know what I'm going to do. You know, you dwell on that and speak that out. You know, that's wrong. You're feeding that. But God wants us, when fear hits us, we turn from it. We give it to God, and God helps us. Praise the Lord. And sometimes we even have to have others help us pray. Oh, there's power in prayer. That's what makes the difference. Lord, fill us with your love, your joy, your peace. Long-suffering, that means to suffer long. Sometimes you got to put up with some things that you don't like. You know, maybe uh, you're helping someone, and they're coming along, and they're a little slow. <laughs> you got to stick with it. you got to pray. you got to 
Hang on there. Be long-suffering. That's a fruit of the Spirit. Being kind. Instead of, I'm going to tell them off. They need to be told what to do. They need to be told off. I've had it. No. <laughs> the Bible says be kind. Okay, I'm going to be kind. And then it says here, Showing goodness, having faith. Oh, God wants us to have faith in situations. <clears throat> when things would cause us to want to crumble, he wants us to have that eye of faith, to be meek, to always see our need for him, temperate. Against such there is no law, and they that are Christ have crucified the flesh with affections and lusts. Here we go. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. So it says here, if we're going to live in the Spirit, he wants it to be part of our life. We're going to walk in it. And so I believe today the Lord would like to say to us, I want to help you to walk in my Spirit. I want to put that fruit more greatly into your life. Maybe you have some of it. Maybe you need, God wants us to have the fullness of it in every area. Isn't that wonderful? Fullness of joy fullness of love, not just love most of the time, but perfect love, perfect joy. And so we need to ask for it. We need to believe God to do it. And we need to thank him. And I want to say, I know I'm not where I was, but I know he has more to do in my life and all of us. And I'm excited what he's doing. There's something very powerful happening, not only here, but in the world. God is causing his people to come up and to rise up and to walk in Christ. He wants to do great and th mighty things on this earth through your life and my life. And so that that darkness has to tremble. That darkness has to flee because it's Christ in us, the hope of glory. And so he's called us to be a lover of Jesus and to walk in him. Let's all bow our heads. Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you, Lord, that you've called us to live and walk in the spirit. Lord, we know sometimes we haven't done so well. Lord, we know there's still some things in our life that haven't fully been conquered or driven out. But Lord, we know you're working to that end. And Lord, we pray today that you will do something to fill us more greatly with your spirit. Lord, we need your love. We need your joy. We need your peace. Lord, we just come boldly to you and we believe you, Lord, to come to us. Lord, we want to know you and your fullness. Lord, we want to have you in our lives, in our homes. And Lord, we want to be first partakers of the fruit so that we can teach our children. Lord, that we can impart to them that which you've given to us. And Lord, I pray that you'll do something for all the moms, all the grandmothers, all the mothers of Israel. And Lord, I pray that you'll do something for our youth, our children. Lord, that you'll come. We thank you, Lord. We trust you. We believe you to do it in Jesus' name.